0: and welcome to the City of Roseville podcast, Roseville Connections. I'm Megan McPherson, Director of Public Affairs and Communications for the City of Roseville. This episode is part of the Engage Roseville effort. Engage Roseville is a community effort to prioritize city services and develop options to align service levels with revenue. Similar to most cities in California, Roseville is facing budget gaps in coming years due to flattening revenues and increasing costs. Roseville is being proactive about asking for community input to prioritize the services it provides to the community. We're focusing on five general fund departments public works, police, fire, parks, recreation, and libraries, and development services. And this episode focuses on our fire department. Roseville's fire department is on call around the clock, responding to emergencies and protecting our community's safety. With me today is our Roseville Fire Chief, Rick Barti. He's here to discuss the services the Fire Department provides in our community. And we'll also talk about how these services are funded and which of those services are discretionary. Chief Barti moved to Roseville in 2015 after a 34-year career with the Phoenix Fire Department where he was Assistant Chief. He is a member of one of three FEMA Urban Search and Rescue incident support teams and has deployed to disasters throughout the country over the years. He recently returned from back-to-back hurricanes in Houston and Puerto Rico, where he was providing help and support. Welcome, Chief Barty. After a long and successful career in Phoenix, what attracted you to Roseville?
1: Knowing that I was going to retire after 34 years with the City of Phoenix Fire Department, I had some time to look around the country where we could still raise some children that we had still at home, my wife and I, and come settle into a, a community that would be similar to where we were at in Phoenix, but a lot cooler. (laughs) <laughs>
0: That's You pick the right place, especially as we're entering the fall season here and it's cooling off. Chief Barty, you became Roseville's fire chief in 2015, but you've been in the fire rescue business for 36 years. What are some of the most significant changes that you've seen in that time?
1: You know, probably the most significant change that I've seen, not only have I witnessed, but been part of, I think over the years, is how the fire department has become an all-risk, all-hazard uh, response asset for public safety. Um, I would like to look at the fire service as a Swiss Army knife for public safety, Um, especially in the area of country where we don't have a dispatch system where we tier our dispatches, we just respond when people call for us. So if they call, we respond with the closest appropriate uh, apparatus and crew to do the job.
0: So Swiss Army knife, tell me a little bit about that analogy.
1: Well, depending on what the call may be. You know, somebody like just the other day we had a citizen who's a a grandmother who was at home by herself with babysitting her one-year-old grandson. Uh, She went outside, locked herself outside. The second story window was open, so who does she call to come in to maybe help her out right away to get in there and give her a child? The fire department. If you had a flooding in your home, like all of a sudden the pipe just burst and you don't know how to turn it off, the fire department will respond, will mitigate the issue. Of course, there's private agencies who will come in and take care of your house afterwards, but we'll still respond. So it goes beyond just fire and medical emergencies.
0: Everyone's familiar with the fire department, and it's very visible in responding to emergency calls like car accidents and fires and medical assistance calls. What other services, though, does the Roseville Fire Department provide that people might not be aware of?
1: You know, similar to where I came from in the city of Phoenix, where we had over 58 fire stations and over 1,500 members, the Roseville Fire Department is set up similar, just in the same way as as I came from in Phoenix. We respond to hazardous material calls. We deal deal with the spills. We mitigate the hazards. Um, With this railroad yard here right next door to us, we respond to all those tinker calls if there's any issues there. Um, Tech rescue, uh, urban search and rescue, similar to what I do away from here, we have the same capabilities here. If we have a building collapse... Uh, heavy vehicle extrication, um, rope rescue, those incidents occur here also. We provide SWAT medics for the police department when they have those incidents that they need to respond to. Um, We provide public education, community outreach for seniors and for children um, throughout the year. Um, We also have our fire and life safety program. People don't realize that we do the fire prevention, code enforcement, inspections fire safety systems and chemicals, places that have chemicals that are hazardous to uh, life and safety for our residents. We uh, inspect those also and take care of those issues.
0: Chief, what is the fire department's annual budget?
1: Fire department's annual budget for FY17-18 is $29.3 million.
0: Tell me a little bit about where the monies come from and how they're spent.
1: Well, you know, most of our money is general fund money. Uh, 84% of our funds goes towards salaries and benefits, and so which leaves us 16% of our funding that comes from other other sources that we can't touch. Just as in Prop 172, which is a half cent sales tax that was mandated by the state that goes towards public safety. Um, we have grants that we, we apply for that generally go towards equipment in the fire department, not for any personnel, but mostly for equipment that can only be spent on that equipment in the year that we get the grant for it. Reimbursements are added to our budget at the end of the year for when our firefighters go out on uh, wildland fires or when I respond out, as, uh, as we talked about earlier, for hurricanes with FEMA. FEMA reimburses the city for every bit and every dime that uh, is spent on me while I'm gone.
0: Chief, what kind of services does the fire department provide that you deem discretionary?
1: You know, when I look at the fire department, you know, besides our emergency responses that we need to continue to do, whether it's to fire, medical emergencies, or to any other emergency that may arise for a citizen as far as service goes, I have to look at discretionary services such as our public education you know we we'll fall back on the firefighters we have personnel that currently do that for us but if we had to cut that we would probably have to cut those positions and the funding that goes towards community education whether it's for the schools or whether it's for the seniors or any other folks who are asking for community education towards fire department
0: describe a little more about the public education program
1: you know i look at the public education in the fire department i talked about being all risk all hazards it says we do what we call urban survival we love to go into the schools and be part of the education there for teaching the children and the students how to survive their everyday lives, whether it's in fire prevention, whether it's wearing a safety uh, helmet for your bicycle, whether it's um, going home on the safe route and knowing where you're going to be at. So we go into the schools. We provide a course of fire prevention, stop, drop, and roll, talk about CPR, what they can do to call 911. So those continue throughout the year in the schools and where we will get to over 13,000 children throughout the year.
0: What are some of the other services that you deem discretionary in the fire department?
1: Now, when I look at that, is that you know we have a weed abatement program, which is a fire issue when it does catch on fire, but it's not the issue of the fire department to have to enforce that code. It's actually another service within the the city that actually should enforce that and maybe take care of that. But fire department, right now, we are part of that weed abatement program. Um, we also do fireworks. Where right now, fireworks, there is nothing that a code that says we have to inspect fireworks. So if we stopped inspecting fireworks, then I would and Deem that unnecessary for us to do, then we have to take a look at whether we should allow safe and sane fireworks within our community. Um, the SWAT medic program for PD, we'd love to provide that service for our for our public safety partners, but that does come at a cost. We would probably have to continue discontinue that program, working with our, our police department partners, and they have to go elsewhere to get their their membership to be able to be covered. Um, looking at accreditation, we are one of only 22 accredited fire departments in the whole state of California. That, which is a pretty good uh, measurement of what we do day in and day out, and yearly we take a look at ourselves and we make sure that we're doing the things most efficient way. Well, we would stop doing that program and paying the fees towards that, which also gave us the opportunity to become rated at, uh increase our rating for the ISO, which is the insurance service organizations, which does affect uh, our own community's uh, insurance rates. Um, I would also stop emergency preparedness. Um, we are overseeing the emergency preparedness piece or the emergency operations center for the city where we planned for major events that could happen in the city, such as the uh, uh, event we had here a few months ago as far as the uh, protests that came to the city, and we had to oversee what, what was going on there and plan for that. Or if we had a major event here like it's flooding or something that would occur, we don't want to have that, uh, the services that we could provide.
0: The planning services or the services altogether?
1: Planning services. What emergency preparedness does is throughout the year, we go through um, members of the city. We give them some training. We get the equipment that we need to be able to set up a a place where we can be secure and take care of what's going on in the city so the rest of the the city wouldn't get the continued education and training that they may need so that those services can all come together, whether it's police, fire, parks, um, streets, where we can all get together and sit in one room and prepare for whatever the emergency may be.
0: What are some of the issues you see on the horizon for Roseville?
1: You know, uh, one of the other areas that we need to prepare for and look at is, that without the proper funding, would also be uh, the, the building of the new fire stations for the communities as Roseville keeps building to the west. And then uh, the impact that it has on the current fire stations and fire crews here to be able to respond further west or further north in the city, which increases our time to get to that emergency that we could have an
0: impact. All tough choices. Thank you, Chief. We've been talking to Rick Barty, Roseville's Fire Chief. There are several other ways to connect to your city. We have multiple accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Nextdoor. We also have free electronic newsletters on different topics, including job openings, public safety news, city events, and more. Go to roseville.ca.us slash connect to sign up. To learn more and get involved in the Engage Roseville effort, go to engageroseville.com. Register for our Flash Vote surveys and make your voice heard at flashvote.com/rsvl. Again, I'm Megan McPherson. Thanks for listening.